Hello everybody, this is Carlos Rodriguez, sports editor of the Bellringer newspaper with the Sports Squad from Augusta University's Department of Communication and Bellringer Phoenix Media. Today, the Sports Squad will recap Augusta University men's and women's basketball games from the past week, along with AU baseball and softball season openers. On the show today, we have AU men's basketball player Darren Lucas-White, AU baseball pitcher Britt Kelly, and Bellringer sports writer Josh Picklesheimer. Starting off with men's basketball, Darren, you guys picked up a big win last Wednesday against North Georgia, you know, who's one of the top teams in the conference. Um, you guys won by four points, 80-76. You know, speak about your thoughts on that game. Obviously, fortunately, you got a little hurt again in that game. So, But, you know, what were your thoughts on the way that game went? Uh, it was a good, great fight. Um, Condonis to uh, North Georgia. Because uh, every time we play against them, they always have a, a great game against us. We always win by either more than 10 or, like, a little bit lower than 10, probably like eight. But this game was uh, four. But they have great guys out there. Um, we played well on the defensive end, um, and it was just great. Yeah, obviously, you know, they have a great player on that side uh, with Frank Champion. You know, speak about, you know, what it's like playing against a player like him or having a guy like him on the other side of the floor. Yeah, it was great. You know, throughout my years of playing here uh, at North Georgia, they always had, like, one good player on their team. But Frank came in last year, and he was actually one of the good impact being a freshman. And um, he's still impacting the game while wow, he's being a sophomore now but it's always a great you know opportunity to play against a, a great player in, in this league yeah you guys were uh down at the half by one um in the second half ended up kind of going up by 10 points um and it got a little bit closer again you know speak about the way you guys were able to still kind of hold that lead despite it kind of getting closer and despite north georgia's you know late push to try to make a little rally um our main focus was uh post double uh, post doubling and um we was just uh, causing a little bit more havoc on the defense and pressuring the guys a little bit more. And um, and we were scoring the basketball as well. So, and we were stopping that transition because they was getting a lot of transition buckets. And when we was in zone, they was getting a lot of open shots that we want teams to take, and they was actually making them. So, um, we did everything that we were supposed to do. And, I mean, like I said, kudos, kudos to them. So Yeah, and that uh, first half, you know, Tyshawn picked the two quick fouls. You know, obviously, you guys are without Timmy, so – Playing a little bit of a small lineup, BD is the first one coming off the bench. Um, you know, what are you guys? What are you? But also, Coach Dip telling, um, you know, Tyshawn when you got when you're frustrated and have quick fouls like that. Um, just stay, just stay poised. I mean, he he have that, you know, twice a game or something like that. Like it, it always happened, and um, and we always just say next man up. Um, VD came in there and you play a great role. And when we have a small lineup, we do different type of plays for a small lineup. We've been practicing and stuff like that with that. And um, you just you got to stay, like I said, you got to stay poised and everybody got to be ready to play. You guys donned the, you know, the blue jersey that first time we see them this season. Obviously, you guys wore them in the past. Um, is that your like one of your favorite jerseys or is, do you have a favorite jersey that you guys wear? Um, I actually like the jerseys. They're, they're cool, but um, we're two and one with the jerseys on, yeah. so I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, my favorite jersey probably is the... Probably the black jerseys. Black they, jersey. They're pretty. They're pretty good. I like the black jerseys way more than everything. Sure, Bray. I saw you and the rest of the baseball guys at the, at the game. Um, you know, what was that game like from your point of view? Yeah, uh, thought they thought they played a great game. Uh, they were in it the whole time. You know, we were trying to give the North Georgia bench a hard time, like we always do. Uh, we were giving Frank a hard time. We were yelling <laughs> at him the whole game. Um, but I thought it was a great game. Um, they really fought till the end and. Uh, it was a great win for them. Yeah. And either you guys could pitch in on this, but, I mean, I felt like Tyshawn was dunking everything that he got. You know, I mean, Darren, I'm pretty sure you saw the video I made on Instagram, and, you know, Tyshawn's going up with contact and stuff, and it's 
his like a little it's like they're little babies <laughs> to him and stuff you know like he's getting slapped and stuff and he's just still going up and you know i just love his uh energy and you know reaction after you know making those dunks but you know speak about you know witnessing that uh, of course you know uh it's great you know seeing for him to be that size and still able to finish over contact and stuff like that because he get fouled every game yeah. so that's when you start getting fouled you start getting more points at the free throw line and he's been knocking down his free throws as well so i just be laughing at half of the time that would be, <laughs> be going on because you can't do nothing about it you're going to dunk the ball regardless of what's going on and um it's just great to see him like got better over the years and now he's one of the best players, you know what I mean, in in the conference in D2, in my eyes, and I just want him to keep going. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you mentioned him improving and stuff, and obviously when he first got here, um, your sophomore year, you know, he wasn't struggling from the free throw line, but each year he's progressed, and, you know, obviously, you know, back then he was, um, you know, a decoy at the free throw line. You know, people wanted to send him, you know, that little hack of shack stuff, yeah. but, you know, now it's like you send him to the free throw line, and he's going to make it most of the time, so, mm -hmm. you know, seeing that, uh, development has definitely been great to see but you know sticking with him obviously last game against Georgia College you guys picked up another win on Saturday and he had a career high 35 points um obviously you know you didn't get to play but seeing that from the bench you know what do you see obviously I wasn't there at the game so what would, what do you see from that game from the team and along with Tyshawn uh it was great um this is one of the games that we played a full game uh, 40 minutes and the first half we had seven we had got them to 17 turnovers so dips dip was really based on deflections and he was counting deflections we had 17 of them and we had uh i forgot how many steals we had probably 18 or 17 like that yeah. but um we did great on the defense end um we caused a havoc pressing the ball a little bit more and we at the end of the day we all know we're going to score but at this at the same time we got to get guys to play defense the right way help the helper and our, our defensive principles was actually great uh last i mean on saturday so you know, and, uh, before the podcast, you know, we were talking about guys like Dimitri Gardner and, um, you know, Chris Britt getting more playing time and, you know, kind of showing up. You know, speak about those, you know, two younger guys being able to uh, be a key part to this team. It's great. You know, um, the practice before on Friday, everybody was getting at it. Carson was doing good and Chris Britt was going to do it. Dan was doing good as well. And um, I I just like seeing that, you know, for, for me being out, it's kind of hard, you know, uh, to not be in the court with my guys and stuff like that but seeing other people being able to play the right way and being competitive it just it make it the team even better it just make it it's no laps on on either on the second uh second team or the first team like you know regardless of what's going on everybody's playing the right way yeah um you know speaking with dan because when you mentioned dan the first thing that came to my head is when you guys went to clay and state and he made that little bucket and yeah. you know the little uh, camera is right <laughs> uh -huh. there and he looks at it look there's a little celebration that just came up to my head so i mean if you guys haven't seen that video just go to the augusta men's basketball instagram account and it's on one of the stories and stuff like that that was funny i mean i think i don't know if you were on the court when it happened darren but you know Seeing that video, what's your reaction to that? <laughs> it's great, you know, just seeing my guy. I, I've been knowing Dan for a while. Um, seeing him be able to play the right way and going out there and scoring and being like, just being happy that he's out there, you know, it's just it's always good to see players like that and don't let, you know, just not playing as well or not playing at all the fact of how you're going to play when you get on the court, so. Yeah, um, going back to Tyshawn, obviously, you know, we kind of talked about it before, kind of joked that, you know, despite him scoring 35 last game and 23 <laughs> the game before that, probably still find a way for him not to be player of the week. But, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like he's the resume speaks for itself. You know, I mean, I, I don't see how he doesn't get it this week. So we'll we'll stay tuned. I guess that comes out either tomorrow or Wednesday. I forget which Hopefully. day. But, yeah, I think uh, 
It's crazy. I, I'm assuming that he'll be the player week because if not, then I don't know who it is. I mean, two wins and 23 and 35 the other game. Like, I, uh, it's, it's cool. At the end of the day, Dip said <laughs> the people that's getting played of the week, they're losing games. So we need to still still win games that don't get played of the week. So it's, yeah. it's fine. I mean, even last season, I know, I think he got it twice only, but it was like back to back weeks. I mean, yeah, he was still player of the year. So, I mean, you know, yeah, the stats spoke for itself at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So, I mean, regardless if he doesn't get it or, you know, gets it once or twice or whatever, I mean, he's still obviously the, the favorite, the one player of the year. The guy won the league. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you know, now moving on to women's basketball, um, obviously, you know, they just lost to Georgia College, but they did beat North Georgia. So going to that game first, um, you know, Darren, since you've been here, North Georgia's been a powerhouse on the women's side. You know, yeah. either they've won the conference or finished runner-up, but they're always making the tournament and stuff. So how big was that win for the girls to pick, up, pick, the, pick that win up against uh, North Georgia? Uh, it was great. Um, throughout my years, North Georgia, like you said, North Georgia's been the top tier females in women's basketball. And for our girls to actually win the game is actually great. They played the whole 40 minutes. They played on the defensive end. They were scoring. And um, they were just causing North Georgia to do stuff they don't want to do. They had a lot of good transfers um, from North Georgia, too. I, I don't know where they was ranked, but they in the top 25. But um, they had a lot of good players on their team as well. But our defense was just so good, you know, um, and I'm just, you know, like I keep saying, I'm just proud of the girls of being able to competing and, you know, being consistent on the defensive end. Yeah, and obviously they have uh, a bunch of different uh, contributors to that team. Kiara Howard had 16 points that game. Um, Tamaya Offord had 15 points that game. She had a nasty Euro. She kind of faked me yeah. out. I was recording that, and <laughs> I didn't think she. I thought she was going to pass it. She faked me out, and mm-hmm. I went the whole other way with the camera. But yeah, I mean that was a sweet move. Um, obviously Kennedy Manning 14 points and hit her a thousand career points. So you know, obviously a lot of success with both teams. You know, we have an, another a thousand point scorer. So um, you know, what is it like to see another person join that club? Uh, one thing, congrats to Kennedy Manning for uh, getting 1,000. Welcome to the club. I, now I can say it. Uh, it's just it's just great, you know, seeing success on the on the boys and the girls' side is, is good. That's what you want a program to be, and that's for every sport that's that's here. And um, the more you just see more success, the more people that's going to, you know, be acknowledged, and each sport is going to be acknowledged as well. I don't want just only one sport being acknowledged. Every sport needs to be acknowledged as well. And um, it's just great to see a lot of success in Augusta. Yeah. Did, um, I don't know. I didn't get to go to the game on Saturday, but did you get to catch any of the Georgia College game? Um, they lost, um, obviously. But um, did you get to see anything that went on or what uh, were your thoughts on that? I didn't see too much, but I saw, like, the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. I think the last time I uh, – I think I left out the gym probably was, like, 16 to 14. But um, I think we was playing good. But uh, Georgia College – they more on stats, so they will back off on you. Like certain players will play in the paint if people can't shoot, and they Georgia College is more on stats, and it's, it's just terrible. But um, our girls kind of was getting frustrated. They were shooting shots they don't normally shoot, but um, yeah, that's what I saw so far. Yeah, you know, going on to the conference standings, though. Um, obviously, you know, we spoke about it. Like I said before the podcast, the women's side, men's side too, but the women's side is even more. Com- you know. Very close together. You got Georgia Southwestern at the top of the conference at nine and three, but then you have three teams tied for second at seven and five with Columbus State, North Georgia, and USC Aiken. Then you got um, three other teams right behind them at six and six with us, Augusta, um, Clayton State, and Young Harris. Um, you know what does that say? We always talk about it every week, but you know what does that say about this conference and how like literally the standings right now 
we come back in three weeks from now, we're about to end the season, and it could be completely shifted. You know, Augusta could be at the top. They're literally only one game behind second place, um, a couple games behind first. But, you know, yeah, what does that speak about this conference and how everything can change quickly? It's good and bad at the same time because, like, sometimes you'd be looking like, all right, this team should be in the you know, should be first, and but they'll be losing a couple of games back to back, and then team that's in like the eighth seed and go up to the fifth, and it's just it's actually good at the same time because you don't want to see a team just being complacent. Like you want to see a competitive league, and this year and not these last two years, I would say that been competitive my whole career, and you the girls and the boys side too, and um, it's just great at the end of the day. Yeah. On the men's side, you guys are 10-2 at, at the top. Um, North Georgia's in a little weird spot. They're at 8-3. and three. They played one less game than them and Clay and State because something happened with a cancellation. I don't know what when the rescheduling is going on with that. But So they're kind of a little bit of a half game ahead of uh, Lander and Aiken, who are both, and Ewing Harris, who are both. All three of them are 8-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Um, You guys play Lander on Wednesday at Lander. Um, I believe they just beat Aiken. So a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they just beat Aiken this past um, mm-hmm. Saturday. So a lot of different, you know, there's <laughs> so much different losses, wins and losses in this conference. Anybody could beat anybody. Um, you know, I know last year you guys went to Lander with the blue jerseys. Yeah, that's lost. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're not wearing those. <laughs> we're not <Yeah>. wearing those. <laughs> um, you know, Lander's obviously a physical team. When they when you guys played them at home early in the year, you guys, I think, were down, what, 14 at half, 14. came back and, you know, won that game. So, um what do you guys need to do to quickly n- not have anything like that happen quickly on where you guys get down on yourself too quick and, you know, play, like you said, the past couple like or Saturday, the whole 40 minutes? Mm. Um, playing at Lander is kind of hard. It's like playing like any team that's coming to play against us at home. Like most of the time you don't lose at home for us. Lander is kind of the same deal. So when we go in there, we can't. <laughs> we, we can't have no mislaps and, you know, go down by 14 because you go down by 14 at Lander at Lander. It's gonna to go to twenty eight. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna go higher than what it is. So uh, we gotta go in there and play the whole forty minutes. Uh, we have to work on our zone offense as well because we don't know what they're gonna throw at us because they always switch up every time they play against us. Sometimes they play man the whole game. Sometimes they run zone. Sometimes they just run and gun. You know. But it's just stuff that we gotta you know we gotta just know the unexpected and um, we gotta go in there and play hard and. Um, Work on be a little bit better on the defense end because they're going to switch it up as well. Like we hope to help her another man, another man might cut on the weak side, so we got to work on that as too. So over the years, I've been knowing what they're going to do, but I don't know what they're going to do as like after the first game. Some certain adjustments is going to happen, and um, it's going to be great. Yeah, you you mentioned when you go there, it's always a battle and stuff. So obviously last year you guys lost there, but then the year before that, I was in attendance for this game and. It went to double overtime. Yeah. Crazy high-scoring game, 99-97. Um, mm-hmm. Dip guys, 500 career win that game, so it was pretty big for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember being at that game, and, I mean, they were making tough shots. I think you guys were up late, and then, they, you know, they made like a three with a couple seconds left to send it to the first overtime. And yep. then, you know, it's a crazy atmosphere there. Their fans obviously get into it. So mm-hmm. what's that atmosphere like in that arena? It's great. Uh, I like playing Atlanta. Um, I like the fans. Um they always heckling us, and it's pretty good. But uh, it's always good playing there, though. Um, both teams is actually – both teams is good, and you want to see a great basketball game, so you need to come to Lander yeah. <laughs> to see a good basketball game. But uh, over the years, playing there is just always a – it's always a hard, fight, a hard fight game. No, It's no – you're going to get blown out here. Nah, it's going to be down to the wire. 
is either you gonna win by more than ten or you gonna lose by more than ten. Like it's just always it's always something like that. But um, I mean, I go out there and just play hard. For sure, yeah. So both teams, like I said, will be traveling there Wednesday to play um, at Lander. Um, moving on to baseball, um, Britt, you guys just opened up your season. Um, you know, first game you guys start off with a win, eleven two over West Georgia. Then you guys um, drop the next two. You know, speak about um, the way this past weekend went for you guys. Yeah, uh, overall wasn't a bad weekend. Uh, like you said, open the season eleven two win. <clears throat> um, that first game we all kind of came together as one. It was really great to see, especially with it being the opening uh, opening weekend. We kind of got all the jitters out in that game, and I feel like we were all we were all in tune there. Um, bats came alive early. We had a great start from Mason Bernard. He went five innings, no, no runs, and uh, the bullpen after him came in, uh, did really well. And uh, yeah, that first game was was good. For yeah, sure. um, you know Jordan Wilkie went through five that game, four RBIs, a two run homer in the ninth inning. You know, speak about the way his bat came alive in that game. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Jordy had a great game. He played a great first base for us all game, too. Uh, that huge swing in the ninth inning really gave us some insurance runs for the uh, bullpen to go lock it down. And uh, Harrison Alts also had a home run that game. Um, to That kind of got us going. That was the first home run that kind of uh, got the, the dugout going and uh, kind of gave us a boost. So those two had a really good game. Yeah, were there any other, um, you know, players, if it's new guys or a freshman that kind of stepped up this weekend that you, you know, want to shout out or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our shortstop, Kyle Lotus, um, had a great game. I think he went, let me see here, he went three for six in the opening game. So uh, kind of, he's he's our leadoff hitter, so he kind of gives us a, a boost from the beginning. And uh, out of the bullpen, uh, Aiden Cates, a freshman, kind of shut him down for two innings. Um, so it was good to see him go out there for his college debut and do a really good job for us. What do you guys uh, have? What do you guys learn from the two losses that you guys are coming off of? Yeah, we just didn't play our best baseball those two games. Um, I'm not going to say we got complacent after the first game, but I feel like we were so, so excited and we kind of got lost in the moment. But um, those last two games, yeah, we could have been better, um, but well, we're ready for uh, this next weekend. We're ready for Tuesday against Erskine. Yeah. And- we mentioned in previous uh, podcast that you guys played them in a scrimmage. Um, so now you guys get to host them for, you know, one that actually counts, you know, what is uh, that advantage and what are you guys looking forward to in that matchup? Yeah, they're a really good team. Uh, they can swing the bat really well, but uh, I think that scrimmage definitely helps us, gives us a, a scouting report for most of their team. Uh, like we know what to throw them. Um, but I feel like we're ready for, uh, ready for Tuesday and we're ready to get after it. Uh, obviously you're a pitcher, so, um, your appearance is a little bit more limited sometimes, um, but as far as a position player, um, you know, but playing three games in a weekend, obviously, you know, kind of goes in my head with Darren can relate to this, you know, playing AAU and stuff like that. You play yeah. multiple games in a day or a weekend, you know, what is that like on your body and how do you know, you, is this, how does the team, you know, get used to that and, um, prepare for the next game? Yeah, it's definitely, uh. It definitely takes a lot out of you playing three games because you play, you play, you play usually play two the first day and you got to wake up the next morning and play another one. So you kind of got to stay focused the whole time, uh, and that can be really challenging with all the other stuff going on in the stands or uh, maybe you got something going on off the field. But it's really hard uh, to stay focused. But I feel like uh, our guys handle that really well. We got a bunch of older guys, and we're trying to teach the younger guys how to just stay focused and play your game throughout the whole three games and don't let it distract you. For for us that don't know, obviously, um, you know, you play two on Saturday, one yesterday on Sunday, um, then tomorrow's the next game. So what's today look like, this Monday look like? Is it like a walkthrough or what's that look like for you? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> we're going to get a we're gonna get a lift in. Um, we're going to 
not heavy practice. We're just going to go over some of the basics we we know. Um, just prepare for Tuesday. Um, not kind of not trying to have a, a a huge practice today, so we're not uh, exhausted for the game tomorrow. So kind of like you said, kind of like a little, little walkthrough. For sure. Yeah. Moving on to softball, Josh, you were there at the softball game um, this past weekend. Um, they have four <laughs> total games. They had two doubleheaders. Um, one on Saturday against Catawba, which they uh, won that season opener, and then they um, dropped it on um, both games against Francis Marion yesterday. But speak about what you saw from that uh, for the first two games at uh, Catawba, against Catawba. Yeah, no, uh, the softball team is really good. You know, coming into that game, I'm a baseball guy, and I, had, I haven't watched much softball. When I do, I actually enjoy it. And I, I really enjoyed this game in the two games, to be honest with you. Uh, like it, it was pretty cold out there, but the bats for us starting off was really hot. You know, the game started off with uh, – you know, both pitchers pitching very well. I think it was up three up, three down innings to start in the first game, and then the the, the, the blessed second inning came for us, and we, we spotted seven runs on that opposing pitcher. You know, she, she just couldn't find the strike zone, and sooner or later she'd get down 3-0, and she'd have to give them something, and then they'd they'd hit it. But uh, especially when it came to Bailey Roberts, uh, she hit two home runs in that first game. We uh, It was a mercy rule win in five innings, so, you know, she – she had a two-run homer to left field, which was an absolute nuke. And then uh, she had a three-run homer uh, to, like, left center. So, I mean, it was a really good game to start for, for the girls. And then the second game, uh, freshman, actually, uh, Ainsley Gibson, she had, like, seven or eight strikeouts, and she pitched the whole game. Uh, and talking with Coach Bricado after the game, she just loved it. It was her, actually her first game and her first start as a freshman. Oh, wow. So it was like, she was like, it's really good to see that from a freshman, their first start, their first win. And she's a local girl from Lakeside High School. So, you know, or yeah, Lakeside. Uh, so it, it was just a really good game all around for them. Yeah, the bats came alive uh, in that first game. The second game, they weren't as, uh, obviously, I mean, it's hard to, you know, do it as well as you did in the first game. They won the second game 5-1. to one, And the only reason they... One, I think the only reason that Catawba scored is because that umpire for the second game was pretty bad. <laughs> he was not calling strikes, and sooner or later, uh, Ansley had to had to give her a pitch to hit since she was down three one, I believe. So, you know, you miss one, you take it deep. But I mean, overall, their game was really good. For uh, the two games that I saw were really good for him. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Gibson. Obviously, you know she had um, eight strikeouts, and I feel like this team in the past recent years they've always had a very great freshman pitcher that come in, came in and um, you know was very dominant. So it's, it'll be interesting to see the way the rest of the season goes for her and how um, she progresses. And like you said, she's only a freshman, so to be able to do that and come out and get that big of a win is, is amazing to see. Um, you know, yesterday they had a high scoring game but lost. France Marion, nineteen eleven. A lot of runs in the game, I would say. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that. And then the next, the next game they had lost 5-4. Um, you kind of spoke about it being cold. Um, so I'm going to go back to Britt on this one. Um, you know, playing in that cold, how did, what adjustments do you have to make? How is that like, you know, playing in the cold? What was the weather like up there at, in Carrollton? You know, it's not fun, to be <laughs> honest with you. But uh, I know I like playing in the cold as a pitcher because I, like, I know the hitters don't like to hit in the cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, you know you hit it off the bat the wrong yeah, way. And it's absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. No, your hands are ringing for three <laughs> innings. Um, but um, it wasn't too bad uh, the first game. But when that sun set in that second game and the lights came on, it was – it was freezing. So, um, but I, back to what I said earlier, I try to like not let it affect us and just kind of play our game and don't be affected by the weather and things that you can't control. For sure. And um, Josh, the softball team does have a game um, this coming uh, or tomorrow actually. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so there'll be two games or two things going on at um, Jaguar Field with baseball, obviously playing um, Erskine at two. And then the softball team starts at one for their doubleheader against Newberry College. And then the next game at three o'clock. But 
obviously it says three, but you know sometimes mm-hmm. it gets a little bit pushed back with mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I'm pretty sure did that did that game end a little early for you uh, with that mercy rule, or did it still uh, start around the same time? Or yeah, no. Uh, so I had no idea what I was in <laughs> store for because I heard it was a doubleheader, and I, I was pre- I was pretty sure I knew that both games were going to be seven innings. So you know I was like, man, we're gonna. Be, I, I got there. I think the game started at once. So I was like, I was doing the math. Me and uh, Peyton was there too doing the uh, the PA stuff for it for the for the recording um and we were like man we're probably gonna be here to like six o'clock and then that first game happened and then when that mercy rule it was like well that spared us about an hour so I, I was it, that mercy rule saved us saved us some time which uh I was fine I got to sit in the cold for a little less time but uh yeah no uh the when you when it's a double header it takes a little bit but I I think it's really enjoyable actually uh especially I I was I was a little cool like I was getting a little you know, my hands were freezing and stuff, but when I saw uh, uh, Ansley pitching, I mean, she had great control of those uh, those uh, off-speed pitches. So, I mean, I, I was getting pretty hyped, you know, as a sports reporter, I was supposed to not be getting, I was just be, you know, even oh, kill, yeah. not cheering for the team, but I was I was getting carried away. I was like, man, that was a great pitch. Like, it, she was she was just fantastic for a freshman. And, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, definitely. I was going to actually ask uh, you, Britt. So, um, you know, y'all are playing against Erskine tomorrow, and mm-hmm. uh, I was at y'all's uh, scrimmage. Uh, about a week ago, and uh, I was asking Coach how you know y'all were struggling with the curveball or the right. breaking ball with uh, right. their big pitcher last week. So are y'all going to make any adjustments? What adjustments are y'all making for uh, for those off-speed pitches and trying to get ahead early against Erskine? Yeah, we're going to have to go, probably going to have to look for it early in the count because we know they're going to throw it early um, just to catch us off guard. But um, we're definitely going to have to adjust to it early, earlier than we did in the scrimmage, um, just so we can get uh, some guys on and get some get them over and get them in. So. Um, yeah, definitely going to have to look for the breaking ball early in the count, so we're not caught off guard by it. You know, before we wrap up, um, just talking about tennis, the men and women won 6-1 and one over Bandit College and uh, this past weekend, and they uh, travel to Coker tomorrow, February 7th, to play those two teams as well. Um, thank you for listening today, and thanks to regular podcast panelists Darren Lucas-White, Britt Kelly, and Josh Pukasamer for their take on the Augusta University Sports News. We'll be back soon with another episode. The Sports Squad is a production of Bell Ringer Phoenix Media. The producers are Timothy Williams and Ethan Balducci. The coordinating producer is Dr. David Bula, and I'm your host, Carlos Rodriguez. The opinions stated here are those of the individuals and not Augusta University. You can find us at aubellringer.com, on the Augusta Press website, on Spotify, and on social media. Please send your comments to bellringerproduction at gmail.com. Have a great day and listen again soon. We're out. We out.